Welcome to another episode of the POG Show. I'm your host, Public Information Officer Mike Springer, here with the city of Port Orange. And we are just in the start of our Atlantic hurricane season that began here on June 1st. So we're just a few weeks into that uh, getting started here. So I do have a special guest today, Chief Joe Wolfing with our fire department here to talk about how you can prepare and get ready for this hurricane season. So we are a good couple of weeks into that start of the hurricane season now. And Chief, with you know a thousand people a day moving to Florida, we got a lot of new residents here, a lot of new people moving to our city who this may be their first time potentially experiencing a tropical storm or a hurricane. You know, you've grown up here, Southwest Florida. You've been here in Port Orange since your you know twenties. You've been through a few of these hurricanes. What are some of the essentials you think people need to do to get themselves and their families ready ahead of this hurricane season? Well, thank you for having me here. Um, I think we need to talk to the, the newer residents that are here that have never been through a storm before. They're, they're from out of the state. They come to Florida looking for the sunshine. And then all of a sudden in July, August, September, we start getting hit with tropical storms and hurricanes. It's a, it's something that they're not used to and, and can scare people in, in general. But um, as we, as what I would say to them is develop an evacuation plan. Um, always have a place that you can go if we're going to get hit by a big storm or even a tropical storm. Um, what I've learned in the past is with my family being in the fire service for so long is we've always had two places to go depending on the track of the storm. So we'd always have family in southwest Florida, but if the storms were coming from that direction, we would have to go another, um, usually into Georgia. And so we always had two places to go, depending on the track of the storm. That's useful information. When it talks about um, disaster supplies, food, water, batteries, chargers, radio, and cash are important to have. If you've seen Walmart on a typical Saturday, it's a madhouse. Now put us under a tropical storm warning or a hurricane, it's very difficult to get those supplies in a timely fashion. So I always, um, June 1st, you need to start having all these things in your garage ready to go. And also fuel for your vehicle is something that we is sometimes very difficult to get. I want to touch upon something you just mentioned there with the cash. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize how critical that can be because we spend we use our credit and debit card so much nowadays it's so electronically based when we make our payments we don't really carry cash on us but when those storms hit and you lose power those machines aren't going to work to be able to process some of those payments you're going to have to have that cash handy whether it's going to the gas station to pay at the pump or other things correct correct and most small businesses do not have generator backup Occasionally, you'll get the Walmart and the Publix that will have a generator backup, so you'll still be able to use your debit card. But for the majority of where you're going to use a debit, there's not going to be electricity. And if the storm's big enough, we're really you're not going to be able to. You're going to need cash. And you were talking about the evacuation plan too. And you know, you said you had basically, if a storm goes this way, we have one place on one coast, one place on the other. Should you know a storm go one way or the other, we're able to kind of figure out which course of action is the best way to go. What should people do when they're looking for an evacuation route? How do they plan that? What do they need to do when they consider that? Do they look for, should you be booking hotels? Should you be trying for family? What should they do when they try to plan these evacuation routes? What are some advice you can give them when they try to figure out where to look for as a- So when you, when you're, when you have to evacuate, you need to plan early. If you wait till the last second, you're going to get up on the interstate and sit in traffic for most of the time. So knowing 
early on what you would like. Some people plan vacations and would go as far as Tennessee and go up into the mountains and hang out there. So it really depends on the preference of, of the individual. But you do have to have a, a means to, to evacuate and a plan well in advance. Because I noticed a lot of times those hotels can book up very quick too. And you'll have people like what well, we saw all these past hurricanes, you know, they thought it was going to go one way. So they booked all the hotels up here and ended up coming this way instead. So hotels, you know, could be something you don't want to book last minute. Uh, maybe it's better to go kind of either to one of the shelters that the county sets up at our schools if you don't have a place to go um, or even finding family or friends that you could stay with in a safe space. Yeah. So based on your evacuation plan, if it works out as planned, you know, you will have a destination. You will be able to get a hotel room. You will be able to stay with family. If things don't work out and you're not able to leave, um, that's when you would go to the Volusia County Emergency Management and look and see what shelters are being opened. They provide a great list of it's usually a school, public building type, and they'll, they'll let you know which ones are open. They don't open all of them, but they'll provide a list of which shelters are open, which shelter is a special needs shelter, and how to get to those shelters. Now, if you do decide to stay home right out of the storm here at your house, what are some key supplies that people should have on hand? How much water, food, what, what are some things that they need to have stocked up on ahead of the storm? So my... My history in the fire service is we've always told everyone 72 hours after the storm hits, you need to be independent. So you need three days of water, food, cash. You need to have a radio, but you need to be self-sufficient for three days. That's usually what it takes for the governments to get back up on their feet and start, start providing the services that you're, you're used to. And I'm sure having things like a manual can opener good too, you know. Plan on losing the electricity. So if you don't have a generator to power a few basics, you you will not have any um, electricity in your home. That's our last storm, I think a significant majority of Port Orange lost power. And I know people with those grills like to get those tanks filled up ahead of time before the storm because as you said, if you lose power, at least if you have your propane tank going, you could maybe cook something on the grill there at least. Yep. And that's smart. Um, have, have plans on how to cook food. Um, also have plans on just if you don't have access to that, what can you eat that you can make without electricity? What about medication and things like that? What can people do to make sure they have a good supply of that? So people need at least two weeks of medical, of, of their prescriptions. That's a, a rule of thumb that's, that should get them through this emergency. You know, they need at least a two-week supply from the day the storm hits of their medications. Now, the state sometimes allows you to fill this earlier if there is a storm coming, correct? They allow people to get those? Pers- is that? I'm not sure okay. on that. Um, so we also do have those, you know, if you haven't stocked up on those supplies just yet, we do have, we're just finished up one of our sales tax holidays uh, back on June 9th, that ended. But we do have another one coming up that's going to go from August 26th through September 8th that's going to offer, uh, you know, some tax relief on some of those items you mentioned, you know, batteries, chargers, lights, uh, essentials you may need to stock up on ahead of the storm. Um, but, you know, again, if we stay there, what are some other things people need to know when it comes to fire rescue too? If, you know, if I'm staying home during a storm and things get bad, you know, can I cross the bridges? What are the conditions in which, well, if I need an ambulance, will somebody come and help me? What are those conditions like, 
you know, in the heart of the storm. So your emergency services, if you live beachside, the bridge is shut down at 39 miles an hour, sustained wind. If you live on the mainland of Port Orange, we don't, we shut down fire and emergency services when we deem that it's unsafe for us to go out into the public. So people need to be aware that if you choose to stay and we do get hit with a big storm, there is going to be a point of time where you're not going to have access to police, fire, or medical transport. So if you're, if you're prone, if you have a medical history and something can go wrong, those are the people that we need to get in shelters and we need to or evacuate the area in its entirety. And during these storms, I know information is key. What are some things people should do or have on hand to help them stay up to date on the latest news and things happening during the course of the storm? What are some things they can purchase or use to help keep them informed about road closures, conditions, and such? If you have, your phone is going to be your best thing. So have a charger, have have your phones fully charged, um, have good websites that you go to. Volusia County Emergency Management is a great website. And I believe they have an app that you can also go to. The city of Port Orange has Facebook as the city hall. We have fire department, police department have our own Facebook pages. They're also very good sources of information. And we have those Port Orange alerts, too, that people can sign up for. So that if there is an emergency, they can get those directly text or email to them. You know, And that information, I think, is available on our website and on our social media throughout the year on how to sign up for that. But that's also probably a good tool for you all to get the information out to people in certain areas when things happen and you want to update them about what's going on. Yes, that's our Everbridge system. So citizens can go to Everbridge, sign up for it, and then they can choose how to be alerted. If they don't want it to go to their phone, they can send it to an email, a landline. But um, I do suggest signing up for that because um, it will send you alerts anytime automatically when we go under any type of warning so if we go under a thunderstorm warning you'll get an alert that in our area that we're under a warning for thunderstorms tornadoes and hurricanes or tropical storms so it is a useful tool and we can also have from the city standpoint we can send specific messages to citizens that something is impacting your area we can send what that is to um, either a geographical area or to anyone that's signed up to, for that service. Was that something you were able to utilize in the last storms we had? During our last, um, I believe it was Hurricane Nicole, we did send out an Everbridge to the people in the Cambridge Basin area. We had a small break in the, the levee, I would guess is the appropriate um, term for that. And we notified them that there was an issue there and there was potential for flooding. And then what about from the city's perspective? How do you all prepare year-round for hurricanes? And what are we doing? What Are we doing any training, any plans or drills? What do we do from a city perspective to prepare ourselves and our staff? So in the emergency management um, field, we, we, do do a, we do an annual drill every year with all the department, departments. And um, whether last year we did a tropical storm, this year we were going to do a cyber security drill, but that one fell through. So we're going to do a smaller scale um, coming up. Um, that's what we do um, from the city standpoint. We start our preparations for the storm June 1st by alerting or informing our employees that, hey, we just went into hurricane season. Start making your action or your evacuation plans, getting your supplies, and be prepared to be at work for some time. 
So we do we start that. Then after the storm, or when we get hit with a storm that had a significant impact on the area, we also do after action reports on what went well, what didn't go well, how we improve the things the things that didn't go well, and how we how do we build off the things that did go well. So we we do all that. So it's just this ever evolving process of always trying to do better and improve upon it for the next time. Correct. And in the fire service, um, I like to tell our, we're we're prepared 24 hours a day. Um, When we do go under a tropical storm morning, we do upstaff. So on our typical day, we run five fire engines and one transport unit. When we get a storm like this, we'll upstaff our, usually if possible, we, we like to have eight fire engines and then we do have multiple transport units that are available at that point. Well, I appreciate it, Chief. A lot of important and valuable information there. Thank you for taking the time to come in and talk to us about that today. You're welcome. Thank you. And for anybody listening, if you want to listen to more uh, informational podcasts like this and others, you can always go to our website, www.port-orange.org, to listen to this podcast and others like it and other spots where podcasts can be downloaded as well. Uh, For now, I am your host, Mike Springer, signing off. (laughs) 